Good morning, Christian America. It is time for your Monday morning motivation. Uh, today, I want to talk to you briefly about uh, Jesus and the way that Jesus looks forward uh, towards his life t- while he was on this earth and how he didn't look backwards. He wasn't concerned with the past and instead he focused on the future, the future for uh, everyone around him, the future of the world and how we can use those lessons. We can take what he said and what he did and the way he acted and help us move forward in our daily lives. So let's get to it. Good morning, Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. This Monday, I want to talk to you today uh, briefly about moving forward in your life, about not looking backward uh, at the things that have happened to you in the past that may cripple you going forward. How did Jesus look at going forward in his life even as he faced death and he knew what was going to come out of it? Uh, He still was very... uh, unconcerned with the past he was very uh unconcerned with whatever was going on in someone else's past he didn't care about your past transgressions he didn't really care about your past sins he didn't care about whatever else lay behind you only what lay in front of you and i think uh today as we talk about that we can equate that to what we do and what we have going on in our lives and how we tend to get consumed with the past what what went on previously what did someone do uh previously that wronged me or that hurt me or what did i do in the past that that i don't feel uh is is that I fully repented for, that I fully overcome, and and maybe I feel ashamed, or I feel concerned, or I feel you know hatred within my within my own self, uh, that it inhibits my progress forward. Now we don't want that, and we're going to show you uh, through a few examples of exactly how how little Jesus paid attention to the past of of other people but uh, before we do that as always if you want to contribute to the christian american cause and to the christian american community we do not ask for donations however if uh you want to contribute you can go to christianamericantees.com that's christianamericantees.com and you can pick yourself up some christian american apparel we have some new designs some new new designs uh of uh, t-shirts and Uh, tanks and hoodies available uh, online right now Uh, go pick yourself something up uh, and that way you can profess uh, your faith in Christ and your love for America by wearing Christian American tees you can be that light of the world as you walk around and do your thing letting all those around you know where, where you stand on the issues who you worship what you love and and as you do right you can set the example not only for those closest to you but those in your community and those in your surroundings by standing out with uh with christian american apparel at christianamericantees.com so monday in order to get you going um we want to concentrate on going forward in life moving past the problems that you've had moving past your own past in order to progress in life to succeed in life to to uh 
keep you or get you on the path that you that God has laid out for you. So in order to do that, in order to do that, um, first you have to be focused on what's ahead of you. And if you look at Jesus, right, because everything that we talk about here, we try to point back to a crystal clear example or examples of Christ's message and what Christ did, his actions and his words uh, to his disciples and those that were following him, right? This is not me explaining to, to you guys what I would do. This is me trying to explain what Jesus has done and give you his example rather than my example. Okay, and so, you know, the, the first example of this, uh, what I'd like to talk to you about, comes in, comes in Luke nine. Okay, and in Luke nine, you know, Jesus is essentially on his way uh, to Jerusalem. He is, he is going to be crucified. He knows this. This is after uh, early in Luke nine. You, you, he's transfigured on the mountain with uh, Moses and Elijah he heals uh, demons he's uh, he's getting ready to move to to, to walk into Jerusalem and prepare for that for that for that big confrontation with the Pharisees and the money changers and and eventually his his own crucifixion and as he's getting ready uh, to do these things as he's focused on his own future um, and he's healing people, healing people around him, and he's doing good works as he always does. A couple of people uh, come up to him and try to follow him, and 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 they say that they want to follow him. And the the first guy, as uh, they're walking down the road, says, "I will follow you." Tells Jesus, "I will follow you wherever you go." And then Jesus replies to him, "Foxes and dens." Uh, foxes have dens and birds have nests but the son of man has no place to lay his head right he's saying that you know nobody's willing to to do uh, what is necessary uh, to follow me right you can you know every everybody else has their place but I currently don't have a place and then and then the guys uh, and then he says to to a man follow me but the man replies Lord, let me go bury my father. Now, <clears throat> Jesus' reply, so here, here you are, face to face with Christ, physically. This man is, is faced to him physically. We, face, we, we are faced with Christ uh, almost as clearly as this man. Now, granted, uh, he's not standing in front of us, but... Uh, the uh, you know the the world and the idea and the mindset that Christ has given us the the uh, conscious the consciousness of His presence the idea that what He has set in motion has put us where we are today thanks to Christ thanks to thanks to God you are where you are at this moment in time you are uh, where you are physically you are where you are financially you are where you are mentally you are where you are in a community sense 
in a family sense, if you have a wife, if you have a kid, if you have a husband, if you don't, if you have a career, if you have a, a, a position or a standing in the church, wherever it is and whatever it is that where, where you sit today, Christ has given you. It's because of the path that Christ has laid upon you. And the fact that you are listening to this right now is evident that Christ wants you to have this message or else you wouldn't be listening to this. You wouldn't be watching this. You wouldn't be taking in this message. You're taking in this message because of part because of the plan that's laid out for you. So your vision of Christ should be as clear as this man's vision of Christ on the road. And then Christ is calling you like he is calling him. And he says, come and follow me. But the man replies, let me first go bury my father. Which in a normal circumstance, in a normal sense, would maybe make sense. Because you have something that you have planned to do. You have an important task you need to take care of. You've had people that rely on you to do such a task. Like, like this guy. I'm sure there's a... I'm sure there's a, a whole family of his that is waiting to have this funeral so he can bury their father and they can do their ceremonies and, and there's, a, there's a plan in place, there's a get together, there's a gathering, there's a meal, there is all these things that come with funerals. But you see, Jesus isn't worried about any of that. He isn't, he isn't concerned with that. So Jesus replied to him, he says, you let the, bear, you let the dead bury their own dead but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God you see he's not worried about what you think you have to do he's not worried about who you think you have to please he's not concerned with what you think you have going on he's giving you a direction he's giving you a motivation he's giving you purpose go let the, bear, the dead bury their own dead you my friend go proclaim the kingdom of God and isn't that indicative of where we find ourselves daily that we're so swamped with the things that we have to do that we think that we have to do that we feel are important because we feel that others are relying on us we feel that we have these other obligations that we need to take care of that take priority over following Christ I'll say it again we have these priorities, we have these ideas and these tasks to do that we think, that we think take priority over following Christ. And so you don't want to, you don't want to disappoint, you don't want to, you don't want to lose out, you don't want to lose your position within the organization, you don't want to uh, look be looked down upon in the church, you don't want to... You, you don't want whatever it is you don't want. If you're scared of the repercussions of disappointing those on earth, but you're not scared of the repercussions of failing to follow Christ. And if that's where we're at, then we need to adjust ourselves and we need to think about our own priorities. Because Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead. You go proclaim the kingdom of God and that's what you should be doing you should be living your life proclaiming the kingdom of God you should be uh, 
acting in a manner which proclaims the kingdom of God. You should be living and speaking and, and, and talking to people and, and, and caring for people in a manner which you proclaim the kingdom of God. When you go out today on this Monday, when you go out this week, when you go out this month, when you go out and you interact with people, they should be able to see the kingdom of God in you. And stop worrying about the past. Stop worrying about the things that have happened to you previously. Stop worrying about things that are going on on your peripheral. There should be only one goal in life. And that's to meet Christ when this life is done. And to bring your family and your children and your community down that same road to meet Christ when this world is done. Now, right after that, right after this, this guy that uh, Jesus essentially rebukes about worrying about other things, it says, still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And it's the same thing. In a normal context, in a normal situation, that's how we feel. I'm about to change my life. I'm about to give up everything. I'm about to go forward and do great things. I'm about to go and and learn and live with the creator of the world, with the son of man. and, 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 And receive his knowledge. And do his work. But first, I gotta take care of this stuff behind me. Can I just take care of this stuff behind me? I gotta go say goodbye. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They're gonna think that, you know, that I'm mad at them. They're gonna think that I'm not important to them. They're gonna, you know, I'm, they may not speak to me again. Because sometimes that happens when you follow Christ, you lose friends. They don't speak to you again. But you can't be worried about what's behind you. Jesus isn't worried about what's behind you. And Jesus replies, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Say it again. No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. I'm not worried about what's going on around you. I don't know. I'm not worried about what happened to you previously. I'm not worried about whatever it is behind you. The only concern is what's in front of you. And if you're willing to to follow Christ, if you're willing to put your hand to the plow and look forward, do the hard work going forward, the past doesn't matter. I'm not interested in the past. You shouldn't be worried about the past. You shouldn't be worried about what people did to you or what people think of you or what you did previously. If you, It's time for you to repent and move forward and be a better person today, to be a better person this week. And if you can do that, then you are fit, according to Jesus, not according to me, then you are fit for service in the kingdom of heaven. Okay? In a previous, uh, in a previous passage in Matthew, the story of the rich man, right, where the rich man comes to Jesus and, he's, and he wants to follow Jesus. And he's talking about all this stuff that he does. He doesn't murder. He doesn't steal. He doesn't commit adultery. He doesn't bear false witness. Right? He's the good person. He's the good person. Uh, And then he said, all these commandments I, I have kept. What do I still lack? 
And then Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, then go sell your possessions, give them to the poor, and you will have your treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Sell your possessions, give them to the poor. You're going to have greater treasure in heaven. Come follow me. Think about that. Think about where we are. Think about where you are right now. Whatever you have, as much as you have or as little as you you have, you've earned it. You've earned it. And you've worked for it. And you're attached to it. But you can't be attached to it greater than you're attached to Christ. Greater than your love and your following of Christ. Because if you are, what Jesus explains to you in the next few paragraphs, what the problem is. It's, that's inherent in ourselves. We're inherently uh, uh, attached to the things that we think we've accomplished, that we think we've worked for. Because it has been your sweat. It has been your hours on your feet. It has been the tears that you've shed as you've progressed through life to get to where you're at, to own what you've owned, to achieve what, you, what you've achieved. But you got to understand that you didn't do that by yourself. Christ was with you the entire time. Christ gives you the ideas to move forward. Christ gives you the ideas on what to pursue and what to purchase and what to and, and where to move and, and what to accomplish, what to set your goals on. He gives you that inspiration. He gives you those ideas that you can't get from anywhere else. Do you think that on your own you magically come up with ideas? On your own, yet you magically come up with your own goals. What do you think is a good idea for yourself in the future? You think you can automatically uh, just think of that yourself, generate that on your own cognizance? Christ puts those ideas in you. Christ, uh, his inception of those ideas sparks something in you. He, the, he is the one who puts you on the path by putting by giving you those ideas by giving you those wants by giving you those those desires to move forward towards these things because he wants you there when you when you think of it and you said it it's because Christ already wants you there you just have to go you just have to move forward and not look back not worry about other things not worry about burying your father not worrying about saying goodbye to your family. In this case, not worrying about your, your the goods that you've attained over your lifetime. And just follow him. So Jesus said, sell your, tre- sell your possessions, give it to the poor, and you'll have your treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. And then the man, the young man heard this, and he went away sad because he had great wealth. Great wealth. And then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. I tell you again that it's easier for the camel to uh, fit through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now, it's, it's not saying that you can't be rich and enter into the kingdom of God. It's just saying it's really hard. Because in order to do that, you have to love Christ and what Christ wants you to do more than you love those possessions. So again, Christ isn't worried about your past. He's not worried about what you've done. 
you shouldn't be worried about your past and what you've done. You need to repent for that and you need to move forward. You can't let the past hold you back like a big parachute holding you back as you try to run forward. Just going nowhere. You got to run on solid ground. You can't run on a treadmill. If you run on a treadmill, you keep running and running and running. No matter how far you go, you're mentally and in this case physically in the same place. You have to be on good ground. You have to be on God's ground with an open mind and an open heart and move forward in life. If you move on, another example of this is in Matthew 12. In Matthew 12, it's the Sabbath and the disciples are hungry and they start and they start eating, right? They're, they start eating grain and the Pharisees see this and they say they tell Jesus look at your disciples look at what they're doing what they're doing is unlawful on the Sabbath you don't eat on the Sabbath you're supposed to be fasting and what it, and what does Jesus say about that what does Christ say about you know about the old laws he's not interested in that he's not interested in in the previous laws, he said, you know, during this time, uh, he answered, haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priest. Or haven't you read the law that the priest on the Sabbath duty, that the priest on the Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent I tell you that something greater than the temple is here if you had known what these words mean I desire mercy not sacrifice you would not have condemned the innocent for the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath right so what he's he's rebuking the pharisees he's rebuking these ideas that the past controls the present he's re, re, rebuking the idea that that uh what he's doing violates any law whatsoever because it, it's in the spirit of the law that matters you may be following the law because you have to but you don't want to you're not engaged in it. You're not doing what you're supposed to. You're not feeling how you're supposed to feel. There's a big difference between uh, you know, following the law in principle and following the spirit of the law. And you need to follow. You should be following both. But the spirit of the law is what really matters. And again, Jesus isn't worried about, about these past laws. He's here to change the law. He's here to add the 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 uh, full revelation of God's word. He takes the Ten Commandments and he's got them and he knows them and he knows the history and he knows the law. He uses the law to explain to the Pharisees that, that and he knows the, the history behind this and he shows, he shows the Pharisees, hey, David did these things too, but you didn't rebuke him. You didn't say that, that when the priests do it that they defile the, the temple. Okay, so there's a rebuke on what you just said. However, I'm not worried about that anyway because what I st when I stand here, what we have here, is greater than the temple. I tell you something is that something greater 
then the temple is here. That's what he says. Not worried about the past. Not worried about what you think is right or what used to be right or the way it used to be done. And sometimes we fall into this role where the things uh, you know, that we grew up with, the hardships that we grew up with, the rules that we grew up with, the way we were raised and how we grew up, and how the community used to interact and how we used to work and how and how church used to be given and how uh, you used to learn at school and how you used to learn the Bible and how you used to do these things. And things are different. It's 20 years later. It's 30 years later. It's 50 years later. And we're still holding on to the past instead of moving forward with the future because you don't want it, because you're not used to it, because you don't know it. That doesn't really change anything. If you're stuck on the past, the future's going to pass you by. If you're stuck on things that are peripheral instead of, instead of the goals that you've laid out in front of you, and the goals above all should be the belief and the works that Christ has you do. And then, the, and then continuing the works of your country, the works of your community, the works of your family. That fall under that fall in line underneath Christ's word, underneath Christ's work, underneath the word of God and where He's put you and where He wants you to go. When if you're if you're still looking backwards and not looking forwards, you're in trouble. You're not going to accomplish the things that God wants you to accomplish. You're going to be lost in the wilderness. You're going to be like uh, you're going to be like the men that approach Jesus on the road, that think they're doing the right things because they need to go bury their parent or they need to go say goodbye to their family. All worthy, uh, you know, deeds, but it can't compare to what Christ has for you. It can't compare to what could be, what they could have learned, what they could have achieved, what they could have done with their lives the inspiration in the Holy Spirit that they would have received had they followed him and not worried about all that other stuff, but instead focused on what Christ had for him or for them. And that's where you and, and I find ourselves today. Stop worrying about what others think. Stop worrying about the things that you think you need to do, that the things that you think take priority over your life. Christ takes priority over your life and his work and his deed and his idea and even if you think that you're too busy it is 2019 you can receive his word anywhere you can receive his word anywhere stop holding on to the past where you think that the only place that you're going to learn or you're going to hear his word or fellowship in his community is a big building with stained glass windows and the and the and, with, and the guy in front that tells everybody what to do, what to think, right? Or or hear uh, or, or read passages out of the Bible. 2019, you can hear God's word all over the place. You can hear God's word on your phone. You can hear God's word God's word on your computer. You can read about it. The books haven't gone away. They've just gone digital. If you don't have time to read, you can listen to this podcast. You can watch this video. 
You can hear it on the train, on the bus, in your car, in your bed, and on Sunday mornings in the big building as well. There's no reason that you shouldn't be actively seeking God's message and actively using whatever it is that you do for the rest of this week to promote his message. Live his word. Set the example to those around you in work, in school, uh, running errands. Doesn't matter. Each moment of each day, you can think about and you can concentrate on, you can pray about God's message. Each moment of the day, you have the opportunity to be an example of what Christ called salt and light, which we talked about last week, which we read last Wednesday, I believe, or maybe it was, maybe it was before that, of salt and light and making the world a better place around you, being the light of the world that draws people out of the darkness and towards Christ. You can do that this week if you stop looking and concentrating on what's around you and what's behind you and things that don't matter. Your priority is Christ, and if you keep that in mind, you're going to go forward and do great things because He's going to lead you. Allow Christ to lead you. Allow Christ to lead you in your ideas, in your movements, in your workplace, in your education, in your deeds every day. With that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to remind you one more time, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick up some Christian American apparel. We do tees, tanks, hoodies, sweats. Um, we got some premium shirts. We got uh, nice warm hoodies. It's warming up, uh, but it's still pretty cold, at least up here in the north. So those uh, uh, warmer uh clothes are still available hoodies and sweats are still available if you're interested in a, in a coffee mug uh shoot us a, a a dm or a private message saying hey where can i get a coffee mug that says christian america i would love to have a, a, a few of them to pass out to my friends or for birthday gifts or a, a, a presents um shoot us a text uh, or, or, or a DM or a leave a message or a comment and we'll get back to you. There is a website. It, it takes too long though to explain how to get there, um, but we can put you in the right direction. It's great. When you drink a when you drink coffee off, out of a Christian American coffee cup, the coffee takes, tastes that much better. Okay? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great week. Stay blessed. Stay lit. Stay on fire for Christ each and every day. It's not going to be someone else that leads us out of the darkness it's going to be christ that leads us out of the darkness you can be a part of that you can be a part of that movement you can be a part uh, and and play your role in this whole thing by setting an example and leading people towards christ being on fire being motivated you know loving christ and following his word is not i repeat is not difficult it shouldn't be looked upon as difficult. You shouldn't feel pain about it. You shouldn't feel and walk around, uh, you know, uh, unmotivated. You should be happy. You should be glorifying God. You should be uh, feeling great 
about yourself and about others as you do the right thing because you know it's the right thing to do and 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 that this is how we change our community this is how we bring people back to the word of god stop worrying about what's around you stop worrying about what's behind you stop worrying about your own history think about the future keep your eyes on the prize keep your eyes on the goals ahead keep your eyes on christ and let him lead you the way and with that ladies and gentlemen i hope you have a blessed week god bless